Good morning, it's 9.30 exactly on Wednesday the 3rd of June 2020. This is Radio Blogging Mystery Wednesday. Hello, and it's a mystery. Who knows what's going to happen? Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. And we have Shauna Jackson with us today. And big thank you to Julia Green yesterday. Absolutely loved the show she did. And she loved your writing as well. So we're expecting the same standard as yesterday, perhaps even a little bit better, if we can squeeze that from you as well. Time to say hello to the gang who are all there. Mr. Rocky, how are you this morning? Good morning, sir. Very well. Ready for this. Thank you so much. Excellent. And the fabulous Deputy Mitchell, how's it going over there? Uh, very well, thank you. It's uh, it's remarkably dull outside. It's raining. Dull. Can't believe it. Um, but we're going to brighten everyone's day, I think, here I'm today. Grateful. Great show lined up. Very yeah, excited. I'm grateful for the respite from the heat, I can tell you. And the garden's so loving, loving the rain. I want to say good morning to Pi as well. I'll do that in just a second. But before we do that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a birthday in the team. I can't tell you about this. It's actually John Sutton. He's one of the gang. Doesn't make an appearance on our show of course he is the one his company provides the blogging experience so the blog is built on his platform and it's his birthday and there's only one way to celebrate that folks everyone all together now john sutton happy birthday We need to work on the timing on that, I think, folks. Yeah, timing. <laughs> the timing we so do. Let's meet the man himself. Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net. Hi, Pie. How are you this morning? I'm fine. I, I, very good. I've, writ- I've written in my notebook, who put the footprints in the butter? There's a joke around that that involves elephants <laughs> in the fridge, but I can't. Half of the life of me remember the joke. But who put the footprints in the butter? Yes, it's all a, a mystery today. Uh, so really, really looking forward to the show. Uh, and I'm loving the fact that it's raining because we've had so much heat. I, I was actually getting the bit. It was all stuffy inside the house. So I'm really longing for a little bit of a uh, little bit of rain. Uh, no news to report on the Gerald front. Aged aunt is fantastic. Everything's good. So I'm ready to absolutely rock and roll. We do, Russell, have a new feature. So teachers, um, mums, dads, people at home, um, we're all uh, on today's show. And if you scroll down a little bit, just under, well, just a bit above where it says Shana Jackson response, you'll see teachers. Um, that means parents as well, if you're at home, of course. Click here to download show notes. What I've done is I've um, written some guidance on uh, on the show and what we're doing. Uh, hope that it's useful to you at home and in school. And um, I'll try and keep this going for every uh, every show if people are finding it handy. So do let us know if you find it handy. Okay, so I think we should crack on with some games. 
Creative Games. Play and try with Ian and Pi. Okay, are you there, boss? Hi, good morning, Doctor. Doctor, how are you? <laughs> okay, you sound as if you're at the bottom of a well talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I might well be by the end of the games. <laughs> okay, so I thought we would... I thought we would do five things to do in lockdown. Um, mm. I've I've seen all sorts of on the internet, all sorts of amazingly daft things that people have been doing, like building walls out of cushions and getting their dog to jump over them. You've probably seen these things, Ian. Uh, and I oh, yeah. just love that about human beings. Now, we could do for a, a list of things to do when at home in lockdown, we could do ordinary things like it's nice to snuggle up on the sofa and read a book or it's nice to reread comics or it's good to watch um, TV shows, etc. But I thought we might do some things that are a little bit more imaginative. So five mm. things to do in lockdown. Um, right. I'll kick us off. When I was a kid, we used to play rainbow races, uh, not rainbow, raindrop races. And the idea was you each on the window pane chose a raindrop and you put a bet on who was, whose raindrop was going to get to the bottom first. Mm. So that would be my first tip of things to do in lockdown. What have you got for me, Ian? I've got um, chase a butterfly around a rotating washing line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be a good way of exercising, wouldn't it? Keep running. Keep Very. Running. Yeah, a bit like those hamsters, <laughs> those treadmills. Okay, I'm going to go for, and I don't know what, why is it that spiders live in plug holes? I don't know. Uh, we've got a spider upstairs uh, in the bathroom, and it lives in the plug hole. And I'm always nervous when I turn the tap on because I think I'm going to drown it. But so far, uh, he's there, this spider. Yeah. I need to give him a name. What do you think he's called? um samuel okay samuel the spider okay so anyway um so my second one is talk to the spider that lives in the plug hole yeah i love it i like that i'm gonna say and i used to do this make a telephone with string and cans oh yeah i remember doing that and talking yeah. down it yeah that mm. was such fun yes okay i'm gonna go um do you know that thing about when you're walking down a pavement and you and you're not allowed to tread on the cracks? Yes. Know that? Yeah. Well, when I, I was do. a head yeah. teacher, yeah. in the hall where, where um in the dinner hall there are a lot of lines and cracks on the floor, and one day I was I was walking across it and dodging the cracks, sort of tiptoeing and skipping and jumping. And all the dinner ladies saw, I didn't see them, but they all saw me and were hooting with laughter, which I thought was a bit neat. But I'm going to go for pretend that the cracks in the ceiling are train tracks and take yourself on a holiday. I love that. I'm going to say something similar, but more home-based. Dress up as a pirate and commandeer the washing basket galleon. Oh, wonderful. When, we, when our first child was born, Poppy, when she was born, we didn't have... Um, we didn't have a cot or anything, so I didn't know what to do when I brought her home from the hospital. So I got the washing basket. She lived in a washing basket for a bit. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I Brilliant. told my mum that and she said, well, that's nothing. She said, when you were born, we didn't have anything either. So you lived in a drawer. <laughs> I hope they didn't shut this, this could explain it. Explains a lot, okay. doesn't it? So does. <laughs> My next one is 
write a one-line poem on a banana. <laughs> what about that? I love that. <laughs> oh, that's superb. Get, get, get an um, idea. Do a simile or something. Here we are. Run a marathon up and down the stairs. Oh, that's a cracker. Run a marathon up and down the stairs. Yeah. We used to play scary games on the stairs, jumping down and see yeah. how many, uh, I don't know how it survived our childhood, um, really. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've done four or I've done five, but that will do. Everyone's got the idea. And I know, Shana, you're listening. So what we always do is we start off with a couple of games. Ian and I play the games. Mm. Everybody at home and in school, you're all sitting there with your notebooks, with your pencils, jot down thoughts and ideas as we're playing them. And after we've played the two games, then there's a musical interlude and everybody can have a go at playing the games. And if you're on your own, you just make a list of five things to do in lockdown. Let's crack into the second one, which is okay. uh, a, a real mystery one. This is in the Bermuda Triangle I found there was this area called the Bermuda Triangle over um, it was near the Caribbean wasn't it where yeah. ships used to disappear so I wondered what sorts of unusual and mysterious things might disappear and be found in the Bermuda Triangle so do you want to start Ian? Okay I'm going to go for a shopping trolley <laughs> <laughs> You know Brian Moses? Yes. He once, when, I, when we were teenagers, he once pushed me in Tesco's. He once pushed me into a shopping trolley uh, and tried to kidnap me <laughs> in the car park. I don't, know how I've, I don't know how I've got to the age I am, really. But anyway, uh, okay. In the Bermuda Triangle, I found um, a crinkly old ham sandwich. Nice. Um, in the Bermuda Triangle, I found... A message in a bottle from the Titanic. Ooh. In the Bermuda Triangle, I found a sun setting like a jelly. In the Bermuda Triangle, I found a copy of Barry Manilow's Greatest Hits on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. In the Bermuda Triangle, I found a book full of insults to use. Brilliant. Uh, in the Bermuda Triangle, I found... A suitcase with a UK luggage tag containing a pair of well-worn trousers. Haha, <laughs> were they called Frank? They were. <laughs> <laughs> I better explain, Shana, I, I own a pair of trousers called Frank. I have a habit of naming things. Um, okay, in the Bermuda Triangle, I found um, a black and white cow that was last seen in Cambridge in a field. Brilliant. Uh, in the Bermuda Triangle, I found a three-sided map of the Bermuda Triangle. Ha! <laughs> That's a <laughs> okay, everybody, we've got the ideas. Five things to do in a lockdown. Make them creative. Really think hard about that. It's, these games are harder than we imagine. And then the second one in the Bermuda Triangle, I found. And again, think, think broadly, think widely. Russell, while everybody is playing the games, I think it's time for a musical interlude. Good indeed, it is, folks. And we'd love to hear from you in the show. Here are the contact details. Contact the show right now. Send a text to the studio 07624 802 272. Email Ian, us on, on radioblogging at or drop us a contact request via the website radioblogging.net. Now, Ian chose uh, Hawaii 5 yesterday. Well, I see that Hawaii 5 and I raise you Starsky and Hutch. 
Hello, my name is Anthony Horowitz. I'm the author of the Alex Ryder books, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Uh, who knows where these cop cop theme tunes are going to take us? I have no idea, but I love that. Wi Fi was just genius. Absolutely genius. Absolutely love that yesterday. Uh, the time's 13 minutes to 10. You're listening to radioblogging.net, broadcasting across the planet. Good morning to you. Thanks so much for getting in contact. Uh, shout outs now, Layla Bukes. I hope I've got that right. Please, can you give a shout out to Mickleford School? I certainly can from Layla and Jess 6M. Mickleford School, thank you. You are very welcome. That's all I have on the emails at the moment. Uh, going out onto Twitter now. Hello to Claire Kilgore as well. Teacher notes are a fabulous idea. So useful for planning and CPD. Will be perfect for teachers who can't follow live with their class for organisational reasons and catch up later. Thanks, Claire. That's really nice feedback as well. Really, really good. Um, and Nicola Van Berkel also starting in five minutes. Oh, she's loving the show. Lovely to have you with us as well. Carl Denton. Hello. Thank you so much. Freya Langford. Nice to have you listening. Diana James is with us again thank you so much diana lovely to hear from you it's always good it's a lovely a lovely community uh, lorraine harrison is listening as well thank you so much indeed it's lovely to have you we really do enjoy that as well ian do you have anything for us Yes, I do, Russell. Thank you so much. Um, don't forget you can get in touch with us on the contact Padlet. Um, go to the top of the show page, go to contact us, as Isla has done. Uh, can I have a shout out now? I love this show. You absolutely can, Isla. No problem at all. Honora, hope I said that correctly. Please, can I have a shout out? Yes, indeed you can. Mrs. Murrin. Good morning, Mrs. Murrin. Lovely to have you with us today. Good morning, Stonewood Woodford. I'm listening out for you all from home today as you either listen in school or continue your home learning. I look forward to reading your writing. Well, so do we. Absolutely, we do. So so much uh, writing and so much quality literacy taking place all the time. Freya from Pensby Primary School. Hello, can't wait for radio blogging. Great author today. Absolutely. And Bebop as well. Can I have a shout out radio blogging? Yes, you can. Now, of course, don't forget, you can also go to today's show page. And down the bottom of the show page, you can leave a comment. Uh, a good morning to uh, Ted. Good morning to Bethany. Uh, good morning to Year 6, John Moore Primary School. Looking forward to today's show. Also, Lucy Friesland. I hope I pronounced that correctly and haven't seen that one before. Friesland Primary in Saddleworth have a shout-out. Tuning in for today's show. Well, welcome and good morning. Adam, good morning to you as well. And Olivia, who can't wait for Mystery Wednesday. I love a good mystery. Absolutely right. Um, Kirat as well. Hello, everyone. So excited for today sounds really good it will be it's going to be a cracking show today uh eliza as well hello everyone shout out for year six at stockland primary going back to school next monday thank you for making my mornings interesting well carry on get your teacher to put us on in the classroom we are going to keep going that'd be lovely also george as well and amelia a shout out from me and my brother. It was my birthday a couple of days ago. Finally, Bobby for now also would like a shout out as well. But for now, it's time to move on with the show and over to Pi Corbett. OK, so uh, great stuff. Everybody's had a go. Those games are really good for warming us up. I often think at the beginning of sessions, I know in school very often we do spelling games or grammar games. But if we can dress those up in a creative way, it makes life much more interesting. But I think, too, we need creative games that tune us in, that get us thinking, um, that um, develops the ability to quickly generate lots and lots of ideas. Now, 
Shana, at the at the end of each show, there's an opportunity for the children to record a piece of writing that they've been working on. And yesterday, um, we had um, some writing. We were working on some writing to do with magical boats and magical houses. What have you got for us, Russell? Well, well, very interesting to ask that as well. So you wanted, um, let me j just remind the folks what you wanted again. Uh, this was the audio padlet. Yes, I know that bit. <laughs> it was what the topic was. So I've got the wrong ones loaded for the show. So if you just talk for just a moment, I may be able to do something about loading the right ones. Just tell me, just tell me. Look, honestly, it's not the worst thing that's going wrong at the moment. So it's fine. Just tell me what the topic was yesterday. <laughs> we. We, it was magical boats. And magical so it was. So yes. in the house of darkness, would that do? That that, that could <laughs> well be it. Okay, yes. excellent. I mean, let me try one of these and see how we get on with this one. No, that one's not running. <laughs> Let me try another one for you. Tell you what, while you do that, go I'm on. Gonna read a, I'm going to read a piece. Oh, of thank writing. you. Good cover. Good cover. Thank Good you. Cover. So this is something that we used to, well, I heard at school. So this must be almost, well, probably 60 years old. How did he escape? Right, here we go. And uh, send us a message if you know the answer to this. So listen carefully. There was a man in prison who was famous for escaping. He left all his captors gaping. So they built him a room like a mummy's tomb in their finest jail and left him there to rot not a jot of a chance to escape no windows and the door held fast with the largest lock they had in stock all they had inside the room was a wooden table and yet according to the fable 10 minutes later he was free so tell me tell me alligator how was it done so what you have there is somebody who's locked inside a room. There are no windows and there is one door, but the door has an enormous lock on it. And all he's got inside is a wooden table. How did he escape? And I'll tell you the answer at the end of the show. Oh. Russell, have you found what you're looking for? Yes, I have. This is Lily. In the house of darkness. The beds floated in the bedroom, the flowers died, the table sang. In the house of darkness, the walls were breaking, the kettle was boiling, the cupboards were opening. In the house of darkness, plates chattered like teeth, the wires broke and popped, the pictures fell onto the carpet. In the house of darkness, the roof tiles slipped, the chimney was half the size it used to be. The bird's nest was moving. Now, if you'll forgive me for just having the one today, and that's a sufficient, that was Lily, and that's all I have at the moment, if that's enough. Uh, listeners, all of the Padlets are up there. Pi listens to them, or we all listen to them. Um, I've had a technical issue with that this morning, but that was Lily, and thank you so much. Was that okay? That was great, and I love the way she got that little beat in, and it, was, it wasn't too loud. No, we had it's good. We've that in the past, haven't we, with people making massive claps and booms. A little bit of rhythm. And I thought, you, I thought, Lily, you read it really clearly. We could hear every single word. Great stuff, and that uh, leads us into the next bit, because, Shana, uh, we are on to your uh, reading in a moment. Now, everybody's on today's show, 
And just above where it says activity one and just below where the show notes are, there's that orange rectangle that says Shana Jackson response. So let's click on that. We click once on that. Something should happen. Yes, that blue line goes across at the top. And in we come to uh, uh, what's called a Padlet. For those of you who are new to all of this, Shana Jackson response Padlet. You can see rather fine picture of the sea. Click on the orange, no, pink blob in the bottom right-hand corner with the plus mark on it. And bingo, up comes what looks like a post-it. Now, it says title. That's where you put your name. We need your name. Um, and remember, everything is read by um, uh, this morning. It will be Deputy Mitchell will be reading everything before it gets posted up uh, just to make sure that everything's OK. So drop your cursor down to uh, the bit where you're going to do the writing. Now, this is where we're going to have in a moment. Shana's going to do her reading from High Rise Mystery, cracking story, really exciting adventure. When I was a child, Russell, I, I, I loved all the Enid Blyton stuff. Mm. It was of its time, but I read all the Secret Seven, like most kids in those days, over half a century ago. I read all the Famous Five. And then I made a massive leap onto Agatha Christie, which worried my mother because it was full of <laughs> really quite gory bloodshed and people people being bludgeoned with uh with, with heavy instruments uh, and, and bodies being you know dug and all of this sort of thing into the ground so um that really rather worried her but it, it is a phase that lots of us go through we like a cracking mystery and shana has written a very very sharp pacey punchy gritty modern mystery absolute corker lots and lots of children and classes have been enjoying this book and has now done a second book now, on the post-it, Shana, that's where the children are going to give you a response. So while you're reading, they will be jotting up things like they might ask you questions. They'll uh, mention things that they like and try and be specific about doing that. Uh, they might quote little bits that they thought, oh, that sounded really good. They might start raising, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next and pick up on the little hooks that you pick uh, put in. So they might do a little bit of prediction. So they're going to give you a response uh, to their reading. And our our bloggers are always generous in their response. I think we're ready for the reading, Russell. Hello, I'm Shana Jackson, and I am the author of the High Rise Mystery series. There are now two books in the series. The first one is High Rise Mysteries, and that came out in April 2019. And the sequel, Mic Drop, came out in 2020. I am an author, but I'm also the artistic director of a gallery in Sheffield, which is in the north of England. It's called Sight Gallery, and we focus on new media, which is like tech, moving image, which is like films, and performances. But through all my different jobs that I've done, including working at galleries at Tate and writing audio guides for other museums, what I'm really interested in is encouraging young people who may not think arts and reading and literature and culture is for them and making a space for them. So High Rise Mystery is about two young girls who live on an estate in southeast London. And one day, it's the hottest day of the year, they find the body of their art teacher in the bins. So I'm going to read the first chapter of High Rise Mystery to you. If you think finding a body is a fun adventure, you're 33% right. Hugo Knightley Webb, 45, antiques dealer and occasional art teacher, curly white hair, straight up dead. This was a fact. One I could confirm personally because we, Norva and I, just found his body. 
1427 on July 23rd, the hottest day of the year so far, 35 degrees and rising. We knew we'd find him. It wasn't coincidence or happenstance. No, we knew. But prior knowledge didn't make the discovery any less shocking or painful or smelly. We located the body using a system I call my triangle of truth. Naturally, it has three angles. Facts, evidence and deduction. That's just how I work. Me, Annika, Nick, Alexander, 11. Science-led with a shaved head. Norva Alexander, 13. My sister, long braids, short temper. My partner in solving crime. She has her own system. She feels things in her stomach, bones and waters, whatever waters are. I try not to think about Norva's liquids too much. That's an absumation of our collaboration, actually. Norva shouts theories and says seemingly stupid stuff. I then organise those words and think about them critically. This is, according to Norva, teamwork. According to her, she's the gut and I'm the nut. I should be offended, but I'm not. I'm used to it. To be fair to Norva, we both strongly suspected something was wrong through our noses. It smelt wrong on the try since Saturday. Dead wrong. The try is, apparently, a very special estate. It doesn't feel like it to many of us, though. We made models of it in art club once. Straws and paper mache, glue and gravel. Hugo said the try was a seminal example of brutalism. But Hugo used to say a lot of random things. He won't be saying so much now, unfortunately. Oh, this situation is terrible. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Again, I'll hold it together. Yes, the try. Norva says that these ends are a scorching hotbed for story. She's not wrong. We've long solved the graffiti games, where the ball at, and the cat farm chronicles. But this is different, bigger, scarier, dangerous. The stakes are so much higher. We'll start a real detective agency one day. A local business for local people. Give something back to the estate. Our tagline would be, if something's going down at the try, we know what's up. Norva shouted, branding, at the end of that sentence and flicked her hair in my eyes. So that's why we, I, keep files. The try files. The files are a top secret folder that includes, but is not limited to, logs, checklists, tables, photographs, screen grabs, recordings, both audio and video, which we use to track movements, register events, keep logs, follow leads, find culprits and serve justice. I store the documents online so we can access and update them on our phones and on our almost obsolete computer. Where we go, they go. If we know, there are notes. The files, in this format and configuration, have been active for 11 months. I won't ever stop updating them. Not now there's a real case with a very real body. A body that belonged to someone I cared about. Not now they're actually important. Not now we need to find who did this to Hugo. And why. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet.
Okay, I love that reading. Shana, thank you so much. What a cracking reading. And I've been uh, writing on the uh, little post-it uh, I've written. I love the way Shana launches straight in with a body in the bin. It grips from the start. And then I've got a question. How did they know they would find him? So there's a bit of backstory that we don't quite know here. And then there was the contrast between the two characters and that um, bit where it said long braids, short temper. Uh, so that's a physical uh, and emotional contrast as well. So I put that in. I said, neat contrast. Good to have contrasting characters and a story set on an estate. What is the Cat Farm Chronicles? That should say, what are the Cat Farm Chronicles? So I'm just going to change that. One of the things we found, Shana, is everybody gets very excited about what they want to say. But we've had to make sure that um, we reread. We always reread before we post just to double check that it says what we wanted it to say. But we've got all the little bits in, like the capitals and the full stops, etc. So it's as good as it can possibly be. Once we've got it as we want it, then we click in this instance on the C and up it goes saying awaiting a approval now the thing you need to know shana is you have to go to the very very top of the page where it says radioblogging.net to the refresh button which is that semicircle on the right hand side with an arrow on it and that reloads the page apparently if you click on that that blue line comes across and then bingo you've already got uh 20 25 uh different responses up there um betty I am immediately hooked. So is I, Betty. Um, Nikki, I love the triangle of truth. Yes, that really appealed to me. Um, Harry, I like that you use lots of expression, which makes the story really effective. Also, how you ended in on a cliffhanger. Absolutely. So lots and lots of things to be looking at there. I think we've probably got time to be nimble as ferrets and have a little bit of music, Russell. We have indeed, staying with the mystery sound and the theme of today's show. You're listening to the radio blogging team. Radio Blogging, bringing unique learning opportunities every day. You're listening to Russell Prue, Pi Corbett, Deputy Mitchell and Ian Rocky. What better way to start your day? You certainly are. Good morning, bloggers. Uh, the time is just approaching eight minutes past ten this morning. A very good morning to you. I hope you're enjoying the session this morning. Cracking reading that was. A few shout-outs here from me, uh, Oldbourne Primary. We are joining you for the first time live. Can we get a shout-out for the year three and fours? So you certainly can. Uh, can we also have a shout-out for first-timers here at Bonus on Solway School? Hope I pronounced that correctly. Do please let me know. I do like to get the pronunciation correct. Uh, Rebecca from Brunel class. Hello, 20th day listening. Well, good for you. Uh, please can I have a shout out from Miss F. Poppy and all my friends from Brunel class, St. Paul's in Poynton. Thank you so much indeed. From the bottom of today's show page as well, Bethany and Toby, shout out to mum who's helping with home learning. Thank you so much. Isla loved reading, uh, leaving the story with a mystery. Really excited. Devon, Mystery Wednesday, really excited. Also Douglas as well. Eliza, excited for today and Amelia can I have a shout out for me and my brother it was my birthday a couple of days ago I wanted a shout out for the whole week Lila and Jess from 6M Micklefield please give a shout out to everyone at Micklefield no problem at all 
Uh, also, Theo from Norton Fitzwarren. Good morning. Looking forward to the show today. Can I have a shout out? Yes, you can. And Mr. Simpson. Good morning, Mr. Simpson. Good morning from Summerfields Primary on the Isle of Wight. How is it over there this morning? Do let us know. It's a bit grey here today in the West Country and indeed across most of the country today. Do please let us know. Dylan, are we going to have pies? a pies plethora of animals page? I don't know. We may well do. Uh, Freya uh, says we should. <laughs> Maggie from Stonewood woodford hi guys hope you're all well we're good thanks not too bad at all shout out to stone school whoever is listening from oak class can't wait for sharna jackson the weather looks grim but radio blogging looks great today you are so kind now we need to get on with the show and to do that we pass over to pie corbett okay sharna has written on the uh, uh on the post um the padlet she'll be reading everybody's responses and no doubt will uh, post again and i'm just having a look at these it's important that we read what uh, each other writes and that's an important part of it we pick up ideas little bits of learning and i often think that the padlets are, are, are rich with possibilities here i think afterwards i'd take my client if i had children in school i'd take them back and say let's reread some of these which one do we think are the uh, the most interesting the most insightful um comments that we've got here in response because it's quite easy just to write oh i loved that um but some of them are a little bit uh, deeper uh, in their thinking there all sorts of bits and bobs there's jennifer from minch in hampton i liked how it started with a mystery well yes i absolutely agree it was straight in it hooked you right at the beginning there um and um minch in hampton you are over the hill from me so i'm waving to you eliza where can i buy this book i've just finished my book and it sounds this sounds perfect i'm a massive fan of murder most unladylike uh, Murder Most Unladylike series by Robin Stevens. I know those books, absolute crackers. So this sounds like it'd be my kind of book. Immediately hooked and fascinated by this reading. Absolutely, yes. Okay, we, it's time to come out uh, from there, but you could always go back and add to it. And when we get Shana's interview, uh, it'll be an opportunity to go back to the response padlet and add to it, picking up on things that she mentioned in the interview. Let's move on to activity one. So uh, come out of the response padlet. And there you can see activity one. Uh, David, would you like to just introduce uh, anybody who's new to this, what we're going to be doing now? Yes, the um, Jotcast is a is a fast-paced live writing window. That's the best way we can describe it, really. And you can see uh, in this window, there is an image there. If you are in school, you may not be able to see the image inside the window, but we've placed it um, above uh, for you to have a look at there. That'll just be internet filtering doing that. Um, Everything that is written into this uh, box comes through me before I approve it into the center. And uh, what you've got at the bottom there is an, an area to add your name. So in your name box, we'd like you to add your first name and uh, your school name if you can. So we can identify, your teachers can identify you uh, as well. Um, Pi will give you some instructions shortly in terms of related to the image and what he's wanting you to challenge you to write about um, and then to get going with that. And But remember that once you've sent it through, if it's approved, people around the world can see it. That's the whole 
uh, thing about this website that people from around the world are, are looking at it right now. So the pressure is on. We need to make sure that we double check our writing, make sure that we are learning from what Pi is uh, teaching you, uh, things that we've learned previously, and uh, give it your best shot. So Pi, I think we're I think we're ready uh, for you to give some instructions. Yeah, but you know what I'm doing. I'm looking at the globe right at the very bottom of the page. I can see Australia. Focus, focus. <laughs> focus. Australia's coming there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love doing that, looking at that globe. Yeah, folks, if you scroll all the way down, you'll see a gro globe, a globe on the bottom right-hand corner whizzing round, and you can see all the little dots and the flags and things where people are listening in from. We have a listener, that's probably Nicole, uh, down in Australia, in Bendigo area somewhere or other. Okay, so... So the idea is Shana's um, story, High Rise Mystery, is very modern, very up to date. And I love that. I love it, too, that she is writing from her own uh, from her own experience. Um, it's set on an estate. I imagine that she's lived on an estate. And we've talked about this before. You cannot really write truthfully and powerfully if you are, um, in a way, being untruthful in your writing. What I mean by that is use what you know. If you live on an estate, yes, you can set your story on an estate and use the sorts of people that you know, draw in from your own experience. You know, if I want to write about, I don't know, a kitchen scene or something, I will think of my mum's kitchen or the kitchen at home. What else have I got? It's very hard to write out of nothingness. So the task is, if you were in a city landscape, what would you see? What would you hear? And, and, and to make it easy, let's put ourselves into the role of the main character and do I can. So this is I can. So you're on a tower block. You're looking out over the landscape. So what can you see? I can see. And then pick out detail. Now, either detail from the picture or detail from your imagination. So I can see. I can hear. Uh, it might be I can touch, taste or smell, but probably mainly what you can see, what you can hear. We're building up the setting uh, by pretending to be the main character and looking out across the landscape. And a lot of us will have done that from home, of course. Now, some of you are in cities, some of you are in towns. If you're living in the countryside, then you can um, you can use um, what you see out of your window. But I do want to encourage everybody to uh, write from what they know. You could also reveal what your character is thinking or feeling. I hope, I wish, I regret, I remember, I'm looking forward to. So begin to build up the setting, but also reveal what your character is thinking. So we've already got some people coming here. And the way it works now, um, Shana, is that adults and children will respond to each other. And I'm responding as well. So. I could hear the car horns beeping loudly. Freya, Freya, I like that idea. Of course, nip back and look at the word here. The one you want is the one to do with the ear. So it's got E-A-R in. So you can uh, easily remember that one. Chloe, I can see people rushing about. Explain a bit more. Add a bit more detail to that one, Chloe. Olivia, I can hear... I can hear car engines roaring. You are uh, spot on with that, Olivia. But again, there's an ear in the hear one where you are hearing something. Knit back uh, and you can sort that. Rosie, I can hear the hustle and bustle of the city down below. Nice opening line. 
now develop it in the distance i can see badum 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 utkarsha warren road i can see buildings stand out in the city like thorns on a bramble bush nice use of a simile we've worked hard at using simile and metaphor mrs kilgore coming in um uh, with a question to freya absolutely spot on there emily um i can see skyscrapers towering in the sky yeah absolutely spot on there emily but if you reread what you've written you'll see the one thing that a teacher would have an eagle eye on so police your own sentences be strict with them ah <laughs> i can see the football stadium empty as ever nice one eliza sebastian i can see the lake and hear the birds calling yeah can you extend that and also those birds can you name them is it pigeons? Is it rooks? Can you name them to bring it alive, Sebastian? Well done. India, I can hear the birds tweeting loudly. India, name those birds. Do you know what it is? Is it sparrows? Is it starlings? That always builds the picture uh, for us. Skimming down, I can see the glorious giant Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Love the way you've named it there, Kit. Well done. Ollie, I can see skyscrapers filling the sky. What do they look like? Could you bung a simile on to build a picture a bit for the reader? Uh, Amelia, I can see skyscrapers made out of glass and iron. What's it like, Amelia, when the sun strikes them uh, and the light reflects back? Isla, I can see the giant cityscape stretched across the broad land. Emily from Oaksy. Uh, in Oaksy Class 3, I can hear the hustle and bustle of people going to the shops. I can see the police put tickets onto people's cars. Keep going with that, Emily. Build it up, build it up. Lovely. People's cars. Have a look at that because you've got an apostrophe in there, and I know that you know that. Theo Norton, I can smell the fumes from the traffic that slowly moves. Uh, nice idea at that one, the smell one. Um, I'm worried about that word moves. Um, uh, slowly moves, slowly edges. Oh, that's I'm worried about. It's fine. But you might be able to tweak that. I don't know. Edith, I can see towering buildings standing up proud. Nice one, Edith. Now keep going. Mrs. Kilgore coming in and Mrs. Carr there. Uh, Mrs. Carr having a go. The cacophony of capitalist commercialism reverberated against the windows. You're really on it there. <laughs> Emily, I can hear birds in the sky. Now, Emily, can you name the type of birds? Because there's a big difference, say, between crows or uh, you wouldn't hear vultures in this country. You might in America, of course. They have vultures uh, and other parts of the world. Um, so try and name it because it builds the picture for the reader. I can see the gloomy mist swallowing the city. Oh, I love that, Kirat. Yeah, very atmospheric. Jess, I can see smoke and gas building up by my window. Chloe, I can hear. You've got the right ear there. Well done. The engine whirs. Um, uh, look at that word words. It's a WH one, strangely. Olivia, I can see car people going to work. Uh, I know what you mean, but the sentence is a tweak, I think, Olivia. I can see Rosie as far as the countryside. Now, you could extend that sentence. I can see as far as the countryside laid out in the distance or whatever you're going to say. CJ, I can see a man leaning on the corner shop smoking while begging for money. Lovely little detail. Really brings it alive, CJ. Let's go for detail, everybody. Olivia, I can hear cars roaring. Spot on, Olivia, except you missed the full stop off. So easy to do. So easy to do. Seth, I can see towering blocks of flats, grime splattered and mud stained. Oh, and loving that word splattered there and the grime of the city. Bethany, see the spires of skyscrapers tickling the clouds. Lovely little idea. I regret living in the city. I regret moving to a different place. Ah, now Bethany's got in. I regret. 
Um, let's see if we can do some of those. What's your character thinking? What's the character feeling? I remember when. What are their memories? See if you can add building in some, not just what you see and hear, but also bring the character alive with a feeling. My goodness, it's gone absolutely mad this morning. I am absolutely exhausted. Now, I think, Russell, um, we are edging on with time, are we not? And I think probably we're at the point where we're going to need um, some sort of... Do you have a brief musical interlude oh. while people get some characterization in trying some I regret sentences or I remember when or I wondered whether? Have I, we got a go brief, brief? Yeah. I do indeed. I have a message from SF. Hi, I'm SF Said, the author of Varjak Corps, the outlaw of Varjak Corps, and Phoenix. I feel um, right now stories, poetry, arts, all these things are actually more important than they have ever been before. Just the other day, um, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed by all the news in the world at the moment, and just thinking, what, what am I doing making up stories, you know? Uh, and then I was picking up a children's book that I loved, and I started to read it, and within two or three pages, I was deep in the story. About 100 pages later, I came out of it feeling utterly refreshed and revived and renewed. And I think that's what these things are so good at and so powerful and important right now. So one message I would give to anybody right now, read for pleasure. Um, don't worry about trying to find something really educational uh, that you know your kids should be reading. Let them read stuff that genuinely thrills and excites them and transports them, takes them somewhere else, helps them use their imaginations because I think those are the things that are gonna help us all get through this stuff right now. So I think pleasure in reading, in writing, write for pleasure too. Write stories you really wanna read yourself. Draw for pleasure. Make pictures of stuff you love to look at. Um, I think that is so, so, so important right now and I would urge everybody to, 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 to do all of that. Just, just get stuck in and enjoy yourselves because that's the best way to get through something like this. This is SF Said and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Good messages there indeed from SF. It's 21 minutes past 10. Still to come on today's show, our fabulous interview with Shano, that's to come, and our uh, extension activity on the audio padlet. Some shout outs now, some quickly ones. Hello to Chorley St. James, year three class. Now, this is interesting. Now, uh, they're, they're, there's a lovely photograph of them today in there. They're currently working on Monday's Cressida show due to technical issues. And so that resonated with me somewhat this morning. Thank you so much. So when you listen to this shout out on Friday, hello, you did have a shout out in the show live. Thanks for the photo there as well. Ian, what do you have? <laughs> Thank you, Russell. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Toby says, hello, everyone. Ready to rumble. We're all singing for John. Yes, of course, if you're joined, just joining us. It is our very good friend John Sutton's birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Pen, can I have a shout out for my classmates? Year five at Mallory's Junior School. You so can. Rosie, good morning to you. Thank you for getting in touch. Also, Devon and Tilly, good morning, Radio Blogging. Can I have a shout out for my school, Palace Wood, and my amazing teacher, Mrs. Kite. What a great teacher name that is. I bet she flies. 
Prize. Lucas Boothman, I have an idea. Um, good morning to you. Great for thank you for sharing your idea. Really good um, idea there for some literacy as well, for a key card, for a literacy key card. Love that. Thank you for your comment. Dean, good morning to you. Uh, a shout out for P5 and 6 and our teacher, Mrs. Eltringham from Skelmorley Primary. Regular listeners, of course, to radio blogging. Theo, good morning to you. Sharna's left a message. Sharna, thank you so, so much, not only for joining in today for a beautiful reading, looking forward to interview, but also for the comment. Really looking forward to seeing what you create. Well, it's so lovely to have you on the show and for being so generous with your time. Shrisha, good morning to you as well. And also to Sam, who is excited for today's show. Shout out for Stone with Woodford. And also finally for now, George, who wasn't late today, ready for the show on time. Well, that is the best place to be. Thank you so much indeed to everybody who's been getting in touch this morning. Keep it coming. Radioblogging at gmail.com. Also on the contact padlet. Uh, and you can also put a comment on the bottom of the show page. For now, though, it's over to Pi. Okay, we got lots there on the jock cast gone. Absolutely crazy. I love it. El- Eliza, I love the way you say, I can see the Axminster train. Um, I know that train um, because I've been to Axminster a number of times. And uh, I just love the way you've named it. It's somehow it brings it alive. Uh, as we've said so often for the reader. So if you're carrying on with this, remember, it's not just what you can see and hear, but can you also build in something to do with what that character is thinking or feeling or wondering? So I'm wondering whether or not, or I regret the moment when, or I wish I could, so that you get a bit of characterization in there. I think, Russell, we are now more than ready for Shana's interview. Folks, you can either carry on uh, on the Jockcast, if you wish, at the same time, if you feel you can multitask, or go back to the Sharna Jackson response page with the uh, lovely Padlet of the Sea and pick up any particular um, writing points that Sharna makes that you want to capture and record and hold on to. This is radioblogging.net. Thank you very much. Delightful. Um, well, uh, the two titles I'm not familiar with and thoroughly enjoyed, I have to say. They're very oh, here and you. now. They're in the moment. It's kind of very modern. You write in a very modern style. Um, but there's pl- plenty of death in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, any any thoughts on that particular i mean the quite is the reality is really quite stark mm. so they are classic murder mysteries but written in a very contemporary style like you say mm. and i think that's what interests me about murder mystery i really love the genre and i grew up reading a lot and watching a lot of murder mystery so my mother and i would watch and read sherlock holmes and pyro um and younger um, mysteries tv shows on nickelodeon and things like that and what i wanted to change about murder mystery was the setting and the time mm. there's there seems to be a lot of murder mystery set in the 30s and the 40s and i thought oh wouldn't it be interesting to take the conventions like the the things that make a murder mystery and put them in somewhere that's happened put them in somewhere like an estate and happening now just to see what would happen um, and that's, yeah, they are very murdery, um, but that's the nature of a murder mystery. And you have to start a murder mystery with a murder to get your readers really interested in finding out what happens next. Mm. You've put yourself out there as being someone who's who's grabbing the attention of hard-to-reach young people. And, mm. and I think this is one of the ways in there. There's also another way in which you've... you've 
in a very modern way set the characters up beautifully what was your you know what's what's the background and the thinking about that a very modern young lady who's uh, quite forthright and good leadership there as well thinking on that yeah so i wanted to see uh, two young black girls being clever and funny and smart and mm. super intelligent um, is something, unfortunately, you don't see in, in many books or in um, m- many TV programs. And I thought, wouldn't it be really cool? And not just for black girls, but for everyone to mm. see uh, young black girls being really smart and clever. So that was the thinking. And also, I didn't have a sister. I have two younger brothers. So I really enjoyed writing about <laughs> sisters and imagining how they would get on with each other. So it was a lot of fun for me to to uh, develop Nick and Norva. And uh, I see them in my head all the time and just wonder what they do when I'm not there. I love it. I just absolutely love it. Well done. I just you have achieved achieved that in buckets. Really, oh, very much. It just you. comes. It jumps off the page, and it and that's what I meant by it being. It, it's it's inclusive. It's in the now. It's in it reflective of the cultural mix. I like it. I like it very much. And as you say, in the thirties, things were quite different then, and mm-hmm. the cultural mix was quite different then, of course, as well. So I think you um, just tell the listeners a little bit how you start your story writing. So um, our young listeners very interested in your note taking and. The the methods that you use i mean you, you talked about your family there so there's obviously some impact there as well writing about the sister that you didn't have mm-hmm. um but but other things that have influenced you just tell the listeners a little bit about that please okay so things that influence me are well lots of reading for me you have to read a lot to be able to write and it gives you lots of ideas and starting points and you can take different things from different books and something else and you can put it together like I did in High Rise Mysteries. Um, I watch a lot of TV and I play a lot of games. In terms of my note taking, the stories start out as kind of um, fluffy white clouds in my head and then they slowly become more refined. So like my process is I have in my messy, messy, messy bedroom, I have huge post-it notes where I have the title of the book. I'm looking at them now, the title of the book on the top of the page. And then I put smaller post-it notes on top of that. And it will just say random things like, oh, uh, children wearing high vis or spelling bee and just ideas that I'm thinking about and I slowly put them on there and I have them in my room so I look at them all the time and then when I'm out and about on the street or on the bus or on the train I will use my phone or a notebook or a scrap of paper that I've got if I think of something I'll just write it down it's always for me it's important to always be observant because that um, those skills and looking and taking that information in can be the start of something really interesting. I love the post-it notes bit. I think the first author I've I've interviewed who said anything about post-it notes. You see, that's so thoroughly modern and delightfully <laughs> so. Thank you so much indeed. It's been a, a stunning reading. I've really enjoyed those both books and I just amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Sharna. It was absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. This is radioblogging.net. Absolutely love that, um, uh, that Russell. And that little bit at the end about uh, observation, we've talked about this before. In order to be a writer, you've got to be a good observer. You've got to be constantly looking 
and noticing and getting that little notebook out and jotting things down, ideas down. The world is rich with possibility, really. As, as soon as you start noticing and realizing that the things that are happening around you are really good copy for your own writing. So uh, cracking interview. And I know some of you will have gone back and added to the Padlet. Uh, but let's come out and we go to the final activity, which is activity two right at the bottom. It says Kapow opening. So if we click on that, uh, what we have here is this is where there's an opportunity to do a more extended piece of writing. In this instance, two or three paragraphs, possibly. And those will be blogged. You can see the form below for doing that and make sure that you uh, fill all the little bits in. And once that go, gets posted, then if you go to the top of the page, you can see where it says listeners posts. All of these are read. Um, and then once it's up, um, there's the opportunity to go back, folks, and read what other people have written. It would be great if everybody, and if, certainly if you're in school, I think that we should have, say, five or ten minutes a day where everybody goes back, chooses out somebody's post, reads it through, and gives them a response. Now, there's also the opportunity to record your own piece of writing and you can see at the very bottom of the page, there is a padlet. We'll come to that in a moment, but I'll read you through my Kapow opening and just briefly talk about how I'm trying to draw the reader in in the same way that Shana did draw the reader in right at the very beginning with drama. Here we go. Jake dashed up the stairwell, his footsteps pounding on the concrete. He was about to turn the corner when Krabbit grabbed him slamming him up against the doorway. There was a silence while Raj struggled, but the big man was too much for him. Krabbit had his hand over Raj's mouth, and a moment later he found out why the Mitcham gang had followed him. They pounded past and carried on up the stairs. As the sound of their feet faded, Krabbit released his hand. Raj could smell the cigarette smoke and his breath as Krabbit hissed, Fontaine wants to see you, and he's not pleased. Raj shuddered. This was not good news, not at all. He was alone, and what was worse, no one knew where he was. It's a sort of dang, 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 dang opening. And what I've done is, of course, I've got a main character who is being chased um, and then manages to hide or get out of the way. And then there is that really threatening bit with this character, Krabbit. Um, so the invitation is a kapow opening. Get us straight into the action, um, drawing on your own reading or the idea that I've used there or the sort of opening that um, Shana was using and post it up. Now, David, once people have really worked on these and they read aloud well, that's really important that you read it aloud so that you can hear whether or not it flows nicely. At the bottom, can you just talk us through how people post on the audio padlet? I can indeed. Yes, the uh, one of the great features of the show is you are able to perform your writing using that audio padlet. Now, there are already hundreds of examples on there from uh, other children uh, and adults and parents as well who've got involved over the over the months that we've been doing this. So you can listen back and have a, a listen to a few and get some hints and tips. Now, remember, all the work we've been doing on the Jotcast uh, is kind of a warm-up to your blog post that you'll be working on. So there are, that Jotcast is full of 
hundreds and hundreds of ideas of sentences and different ideas that you can use. So do have a look through that um, and create your blog posts. And when you are ready to perform, our advice to you is have a practice. Practice in front of the mirror. Go somewhere quiet and read it through so you know what's coming next. And when you are ready, there is a player there. There's a play button where you can listen to instructions how to use that uh, Padlet where you choose the voice option to create your audio. And at any point you are recording, you can stop, you can listen back to it, you can continue, you can delete, so you're not committed to uh, submitting something you've just started. And we love listening to these later on in the day. And uh, we probably do a round of updating this and up, um, approving them around about five o'clock. And then I'll come back to this later on in the evening, about eight o'clock, and do some more approving. So we'd love to see more and more of you doing this. And I guess the biggest bit of advice I can give you is about just being brave and having a go. Um, and we'd love to see some new names on there as well, uh, as some people who do it regularly. But it's one of our favorite parts of the day, uh, getting these on there and listening to what you've come up with. So uh, give it your best shot. That's the best we can uh, ask for, isn't it, Pi? Yeah, absolutely. Give it a go. Uh, we've got regulars who often do it. Um, it would be great to see some new ones up there. Um, so work on your opening, refine it. You might want to draw on the writing we've just done on the main Jotcast, where you had a main character, let's say, looking out of the window or wherever you are, uh, looking down at the streets or across the street. Uh, what can you see? What can you hear? You might, be, might want to draw on some of that in order to do it. Um, tomorrow, we have Kirsty Applebaum with us, whose first book, The Middler, has caused quite a bit of a stir. So she's reading from that. We have a, an interview uh, with her. Uh, just before I go, Russell, I did do that riddle while you were looking for the audio <laughs> earlier on. Not that I want to remind you of that Thank terrifying you. moment. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, uh, and if you remember, folks, it was about somebody who's locked inside this room. It's got no windows, no possibility of escape. How did he get out? And here is the answer. And it, it, it plays on spellings. Here it goes. So the answer to how did he escape is this. He rubbed his hands till they were sore. He took the saw and cut the table right in half. Now two halves make a hole. So he climbed through the hole. Once outside, he cried till he was hoarse. He climbed on the horse and rode away. OK, Russell? Oh, only with word games can you do that and a brilliant imagination. <laughs> That's a delightful as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show, uh, listeners. Another cracking one, slightly over time, but worth every second. Uh, Andrew Kilgore's been in touch here. A lovely mention. He's enjoying the Starsky and Hutch theme tune and wonders whether we might drift into some Rockford files or Cagney and Lacey, Mr Rocky. Who knows about that? He also remembers Paul Michael Glazier's oversized 70s knitwear. What a delight that was. I had one of those. I had so much one of those absolutely as well uh, revision club are also listening hello to you as well thank you so much indeed ian what do you have finally uh russell thank you i've still got a chunky network cardigan in the wardrobe <laughs> so i might i might have to pull that out for a show just to get into character uh george from stockland primary can i get a shout out for me eliza and the rest of the year six team absolutely no problem ted good morning thank you so much for getting in touch archie please shout out for westfield of course james hello my mum and i have just discovered the show this week and we love it could you please give a shout out to 
Crabtree Infant School, an infant school. How lovely. In Harpenden. Good for you. Well done. That's great to have you along. William as well. Good morning. Thank you so much. Thomas, year five from Birchwood Primary School uh, in Martelsma. I think I've pronounced that correctly. I hope I have. Siobhan Smith. Good morning, Mrs. Smith from Mallory's Junior. Listening in, wanted to say hello to any pupils from year five. Hope you're ready with a pen and notebook. Lots of people ready with pen and notebooks. Hannah had a go at the riddle. It was a beautiful riddle. Well, well performed. Loved it. And very clever wordplay indeed this morning. Uh, and also Jess as well from Micklefield School and Theo from Norton Fitzwarren. And finally, a text. Please, would you give a shout out to May and Alice who are in school today at Westwood with Eifred School. I know they are looking forward to seeing their friends again, as so many people are. It's been a fabulous show, Russell. Brilliant. Thank you so much indeed. Over to you to close. No, thank you. And well done for escaping from the well that we started with you. That's an am- amazing <laughs> thing there. And you didn't need a saw or a horse or anything else. No, uh, listeners, no, just an escape out. <laughs> just it sounds as if you're the lose now anyway but thank you listeners i hope you've enjoyed the show if you have please show your appreciation by hitting our gofundme page every penny that you donate to us goes to the running costs of our brilliant service thank you so much indeed please give as generously as you possibly can thank you to all our bloggers and our special guest shana jackson so so enjoyed that interview you're so generous and thank you so much for coming and writing on the show page we are here again tomorrow the show will be up for you to enjoy and listen to again don't forget you can use the soundcloud tools to nip it onto your mobile device and you can then link to your shout out page so that when you can share a link other folks can go straight to the moment in the show that we gave you the shout out it's a lovely way to share with parents families and friends thanks very much from us have a great day wherever you are stay safe and we'll catch you tomorrow at 9 30 